Hello, and thank you for listening to Art History at Bedtime. My name is Bendel Grosvenor. This story is the life of the Florentine painter Cimabue, who was born in 1240 and died in 1302. It was published in 1568 by Giorgio Vasari as part of his Lives of the Eminent Painters, Sculptors and Architects. This translation is by Elizabeth Foster and was published in 1888. The overwhelming flood of evils by which unhappy Italy had been submerged and devastated had not only destroyed whatever could properly be called buildings, but a still more deplorable consequence had totally exterminated the artists themselves. When, by the will of God in the year 1240, Giovanni Cimabue was born in the city of Florence to give the first light to the art of painting. This youth, as he grew up, being considered by his father and others to give proof of an acute judgment and a clear understanding, was sent to Santa Maria Novella to study letters under a relation who was then master in grammar to the novices of that convent. But Cimabue, instead of devoting himself to letters, consumed the whole day in drawing men, horses, houses, and other various fancies on his books and different papers an occupation to which he felt himself impelled by nature. And this natural inclination was favoured by fortune, for the governors of the city had invited certain Greek painters to Florence for the purpose of restoring the art of painting, which had not merely degenerated, but was altogether lost. These artists, among other works, began to paint the chapel of the Gondi, situated next to the principal chapel in Santa Maria Novella, the roof and walls of which are now almost entirely destroyed by time. And Cimabue, often escaping from the school, and having already made a commencement in the art which he was so fond of, would stand watching those masters at their work all day through. Judging from these circumstances, his father, as well as the artists themselves, concluded him to be well endowed for painting, and thought that much might be hoped from his future efforts if he were devoted to that art. Giovanni was, accordingly, to his no small satisfaction, placed with those masters. From this time he laboured incessantly, and was so far aided by his natural powers, that he soon greatly surpassed his teachers both in design and colouring. For these masters, caring little for the progress of art, had executed their works as we now see them, not in the excellent manner of the ancient Greeks, but in the rude modern style of their own day. Wherefore, though Cimabue imitated his Greek instructors, he very much improved the art, relieving it greatly from their uncouth manner, and doing honour to his country by the name that he acquired, and by the works which he performed. Of this we have evidence in Florence, from the pictures which he painted there, as, for example, the front of the altar of St. Cecilia, and a picture of the Virgin in Santa Croce, which was, and is still, attached to one of the pilasters on the right of the choir. After this he painted a small picture of St. Francis on panel, in a gold ground, drawing it from nature, a new thing in those times, with such means as he could obtain, and placing around it the whole history of the saint in twenty small pictures, full of minute figures on a ground of gold. 
Having afterwards undertaken to paint a large picture in the Abbey of Santa Trinita in Florence for the monks of Alambrosa, he made great efforts to justify the high opinion already formed of him, and evinced improved powers of invention in that work, and displayed a fine manner in the attitudes of the Virgin, whom he depicted with the child in her arms, and with various numerous angels in the act of worship around her, on a gold ground. The picture, being finished, was placed by monks over the high altar of the church, whence, being afterwards removed to give place to that work of Alexis Baldovinetti, which remains there to this day, it was placed in a smaller chapel of the south aisle of the same church. Cimabue next painted in fresco at the hospital of Porcelana, at the corner of the Via Nuova, which leads into the Borgo Ognisanti. On the front of this building, which has the principal door in the centre, he painted the Virgin receiving the Annunciation from the Angel, on one side, and Jesus Christ with Cleophas and Luke on the other, all figures of the size of life. In this work he departed still more decidedly from the dry, formal manner of his instructors, giving more life and movement to the draperies, vestments and other accessories, and rendering all more flexible and natural than was common to the manner of those Greeks, whose works were full of hard lines and sharp angles, as well in mosaic as in painting. And this rude, unskilful, and commonplace manner the Greeks had acquired, not so much from study or of settled purpose, as from having servilely followed certain fixed rules and habits, transmitted through a long series of years by one painter to another down to those times, while none ever thought of the amelioration of his design, the embellishment of his colouring, or the improvement of his invention. This work being completed, Jimibue was again summoned by the same prior who had employed him for the work of Santa Croce, and he now painted for him a colossal crucifix on wood, which is still to be seen in that church. The execution of this crucifix gave great satisfaction to the prior, who caused the artist to accompany him to his convent of San Francesco in Pisa, where Cimabue painted a picture of San Francesco. This was considered by the Pisans to be a work of extraordinary merit, having more beauty of expression in the head and more grace in the draperies than had ever been seen in the Greek manner up to that time, not only in Pisa, but in all Italy. The name of Cimabue becoming widely known by these labours, he was invited to Assisi, a city of Umbria, where, in company with certain Greek masters, he painted a portion of the vaulted roof in the lower church of San Francesco, together with the life of Jesus Christ and that of St. Francis. In these works he greatly surpassed those Greek masters, and encouraged by this, he began alone to paint the upper church in fresco. In the apsis of the church, beyond the choir, he painted certain passages from the history of the Virgin. In the vaults of the roof, which are five, Cimabue depicted various historical scenes in like manner. In the first, over the choir, he placed the four evangelists larger than life, and so well done that even in our days they are admitted to possess much merit. 
the freshness of the colouring and the flesh tints, proving that painting in fresco was, thanks to the labours of Cimabue, beginning to make important advances. The second vault he adorned with golden stars on a ground of ultramarine. In the third he painted in medallions Jesus Christ, the Virgin Mother, St. John the Baptist, and St. Francis. This work, truly great and rich, and most admirably executed, must, in my opinion, have caused the utmost astonishment in the world of that day, more especially as the art of painting, having been for so long in complete darkness. To myself, who saw it for the second time in the year 1563, it appeared most beautiful, more particularly when I consider the obscurity of art from the shades of which Cimabue had found means to elicit so much light. But of all these paintings, a thing which merits consideration, those of the vaults being less exposed to dust and other accidents are in much better preservation than many of the others. Having completed these works, Cimabue began to paint the lower part of the walls, namely from the windows downwards and made some progress therein, but being recalled to Florence by his private affairs, he did not continue this work, and it was finished by Giotto many years later. About the same time he sent some of his works executed in Florence to Empoli, where they are still preserved with great veneration in the parochial church of that place. He afterwards painted the picture of the Virgin for the church of Santa Maria Novella, where it is suspended on high. This picture is of larger size than any figure that had been painted down to these times, and the angels surrounding it make it evident that although Cimabue still retained the Greek manner, he was nonetheless gradually approaching the mode of outline and general method of modern times. Thus it happened that this work was an object of so much admiration to the people of that day, they having never seen anything better, that it was carried in solemn procession with the sound of trumpets and other feastal demonstrations from the house of Cimabue to the church, he himself being highly rewarded and honoured for it. It is further reported, and may be read in certain records, that whilst Cimabue was painted this picture in a garden near the gate of San Pietro, King Charles the Elder of Anjou passed through Florence and the authorities of this city, among other marks of respect, conducted him to see the picture of Cimabue. But when this work was thus shown to the king, it had not before been seen by anyone, wherefore all the men and women of Florence hastened in great crowds to admire it, making all possible demonstrations of delight. By these and other works, Cimabue had now acquired a great name, as well as large profits, and was appointed to superintend the building of Santa Maria del Fiore in Florence. But, at length, and when he had lived sixty years, he departed to another life in the year 1300, having achieved little less than the resurrection of painting from the dead. If you have enjoyed these podcasts, please consider making a donation to Art History Linkup, the charity which teaches the history of art to state school children in the UK. Art History Linkup is continuing its classes online during the pandemic, but would benefit from all our help.
Donation details can be found on their website, arthistorylinkup.org. Thank you.